We're really focused on the client experience. So when, you know, hair is one of those products, people love to come into a showroom. They love to feel and touch it. They love to look at it. They love to talk to someone about it and actually see the styles in person. So the showrooms have been really exciting with Amazon and other kind of uh, outlets now with online. There's a lot of direct to consumer from China. It's really a price war. But what they can't do well is open up showrooms where people love to go. The rule of marketing, which is seven, I call it the 14, you know, just because you have to have twice as many views nowadays relative to like previously when it was rule of seven before so much digital. So on today's episode, you're going to hear a zero to eight figure growth story from someone in the hair extensions business. Great episode. You don't want to miss it. Do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. So warm welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show the podcast for dedicated growth in online retail. Now, this episode you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Mikey Marone, who is the, his, he's the founder of a private label extensions business called Private Label Extensions. Um, they've been um, an INC 500 company. He's been featured on ABC, Fox, CBS, and CNBC. And my takeaway from this conversation really was this chap is both clever offline as well as online um, in the sense that um, this business is a few years old and he's been able to acquire, um, you know, offline showrooms for his business, which recruits like beauty specialists who then become ambassadors of their brand. And then they've, he's built a huge online presence through the website. So he's, he's, he's on two turfs and he's, he's working them really well. His business is both retail as well as um, wholesale. And at the retail, there's something in between the retail and wholesale, which is like, you, you know, when you have hairdressers at salons that um, provide the extensions to their clients, well, they will not buy 200, you know, you know, um, units at a time that they will buy one, two, maybe three for a specific client or for their work for the day, but they come regularly. His repeat customer rates was a crazy 60% on his Shopify and they don't do subscriptions. Their average order value grew from like $150, $150 yet to $260 by introducing new SKUs and new categories to their, to their store. You know they're they're doing well. They're they're a vibrant and thriving, you know, e-commerce, um, you know, business. And um, he just has a lot to share in this story around um, his story. You know, in, in in this episode about his story. You know, and about and we get really technical, you know, and tactical, and you know, in, in some parts of this conversation you're about to listen to. He also has a book which I'm going to link in the show notes called Fearless Beauty. Um, a published book. And um, I think that's a blueprint for getting into the hair extensions business. 
Um, so, so in other words, his vision really is to build out um, this platform for beauty where that enables other entrepreneurs below this platform who are on this platform to, you know, um, thrive essentially. So it, it's, it's an interesting, you know, episode. He's an interesting chap and, um, he has vision and he takes action and that's it, you know, enjoy, enjoy Mikey. Um, it's a great conversation, likable chap. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't expect anything less, um, from the enjoy from, from, you know, you enjoying this episode. Now, if you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button um, or and hit the subscribe button if you haven't. Um, if you're on iTunes, please hit the subscribe button also and leave us an honest review. If you're on any other platform, please follow us. Please subscribe to the podcast as it brings us up, gets more people to, to know about it and makes this very meaningful. So, uh, you know, with, with just that little bit of support, you keep me and the 2x e-commerce team because not just me there are lots of people behind the scene going and without further ado i'd like to welcome mikey you know um not quite but listen in to my interview with mikey enjoy the 2x e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and sms messaging whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Shibob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you all. So back in March 2021, they launched their first UK fulfillment center in London. Now, fast forward to summer, fall of the same year, 2021, they've opened a second fulfillment center up northwest of England in Manchester. This gives all of ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, Australia, and Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote on their site from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primal Coffee, really stood out for me. I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive. So just hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, go to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That's S-H-I-P-B-O-B.com forward slash 2x. Hi guys, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. Um, Mikey, um, I'd like to just welcome you to this episode. Thank you so much. More than excited being here. Brilliant. So for those of you listening, Mike Moran is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Private Label Extensions. Um, it's a extensions or an e-commerce and technology company that helps entrepreneurs launch and manage their brands um, pretty much. Um, and, and the brands are essentially beauty brands. And Mikey has been featured on ABC, Fox, CBS, and CNBC, as well as Forbes, an entrepreneur um, magazine. He's a host of a podcast called Hair Biz Radio and the founder of the influencer platform called Beauty Clout. That's a lot, Mikey. Where do we start from? Where do you spend... <laughs> Um, most of your time on a daily basis, which of these and, you know, um, you know, ventures do you, um, do you spend most of your time on? You know, it's, it's funny. It really varies. Uh, I generally wake up and I, I literally jump up and start working, uh, every single day because we're trying to do obviously a little bit too much, but it's all related. Like everything we do, we don't do, we don't do that like common entrepreneurship thing where you like start, you have all these platforms, but you're 
kind of all over the place. We're really highly focused on beauty and technology. So uh, whatever the need is for the day, that's where I start. I'll start on the biggest task. I'll try to knock that out. And then I'm probably, you know, I do that at home in the morning and then I get in there with my team and, you know, make sure that it's not just me that's making things happen. Make sure the teams were all together and uh, pushing all these brands forward. Okay. Okay. So just to be clear, you run an e-commerce business. You run a private label business, which is private label in the full sense of things. Uh, you also do wholesale. And it, it is really at the core in the hair extension space. Um, so if a listener, for instance, is looking to you know, launch a, a hair extensions business or a lashes business, in the US because you're you're based all your facilities are based in the US they come to your company and um you would sort of you know put a um a label you know on well you put their brand on on the products and then you help them fulfill is is that kind of what it looks like with um private label extensions yeah so you know between private label and our sister brands you know, we, we do everything from A to Z from uh, the branding aspect. So if you come to us and you're kind of a new entrepreneur, we have privatelabelbranding.com, which is, you know, we have all our websites kind of segmented because we were all under private label extensions and that site just became too big, too mm-hmm. confusing. So we segmented everything out. So, you know, if you want logo design, uh, hang tags and other kind of products packaging for your your hair business or your lashes we do all that and then we do the fulfillment side with the drop shipping model we actually have a, a shopify app called dropship beauty uh, so we were actually the only real hair partner with shopify to do the drop shipping with hair extensions it's something i i was mm. actually invited up to their headquarters in ottawa started that conversation and some had some meetings in toronto with them uh, so it's been fantastic building our relationship with such an amazing platform shopify and um yeah it's uh it's been really incredible but yeah it's a lot so who launches i know this is very very broad question, but what type of person launches a hair extension, um, you know, business? Would it be an influencer, you know, an entrepreneur or, um, an existing e-commerce business, you know, who, who, who approaches your, you know, um, your company? We actually have a broad range of clients. Uh, so hairstylists absolutely love us because we make it easy for them to have their own brand it totally makes sense for influencers. And that's kind of why we built an influencer marketing platform because it helps kind of cross sell our drop shipping and our private labeling services because mm-hmm. if they already have the following, it's much easier. Uh, we work with celebrity clients, so we'll actually start them from scratch or we've actually had clients that have a brand up and running and they say, okay, this is way too much to manage all the inventory, packing, shipping, doing all that back end. Mm-hmm. And they've actually switched over to our services and we can do a pretty good job of increasing their revenue. And we've worked out some different types of partnership deals with that. Uh, that's been really successful. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's a pretty broad range of clients. And then, of course, there's people that just love beauty and love hair and just want to get into the industry. So, mm. you know, there's always the opportunity for them as well. Okay. And um, prior to, to, to us recording, you, you said you have showrooms. Um, where, what's the location of the showrooms? How many showrooms do you have? And um, what's a, what's a location? Um, or where, where are they located? Sure. So our main headquarters and showroom is based here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we ha- also have one in Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan. Uh, and I brought on some partners for those to help partner some people into the industry. Uh, so I have like a really well-known hairstylist that's partners with our Greenville and Charlotte store. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend that's, uh, her name is Angela Yee. She's on a radio show called The Breakfast Club. It's one of the yeah, probably so most, I, well, yeah, most well-known, yeah. yeah, nationally syndicated. And we, we just got along really well. And she said she wanted to get into beauty. I said, hey, let's open a private label store together. And she does a lot of stuff in Detroit. So we'll expand that. Uh, And then we're about to actually open up another location about 30 minutes east of our Atlanta location in Lithonia. And I just signed a lease for another location northwest of Atlanta uh, called in an area called Cumberland. And so we're really targeted right now, probably for to finish out this year in the Atlanta area, because Atlanta is the Mecca of hair. It is 
it is absolutely the place to be for hair and beauty. Um, so we're really focused on the Atlanta area right now. And then we're going to expand West Coast and some other areas uh, for 2022. It's incredible. The DNA of your business is, seems to be both, um, seems to have both um, an, a, a, an offline or, you know, physical, you know, um, yeah, just makeup as well as um, you're very, very much digital native. Um, how do you balance it as a CEO, you know, founder? How do you, you know, balance that sort of offline, you know, face-to-face, you know, one, you know, 100% of the time at the showroom, um, you know, versus a, a more technical um, e-commerce platform um, where entrepreneurs can, you know, essentially onboard themselves and, you know, pretty much launch their businesses off back? Well, every day is a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're really focused on the client experience. So when, you know, hair is one of those products, people love to come into a showroom. They love to feel and touch it. They love to look at it. They love to talk to someone about it and actually see the styles in person. So the showrooms have been really exciting um, portion of our business because I know so many people are going away from brick and mortar and I'm actually going towards it. You know, it's it's also something that our competition is not great at. Okay. So a huge part of our business, a lot of the competition comes out of China. And there's a lot of, you know, with Amazon and other kind of uh, outlets now with online, there's a lot of direct to consumer from China that's, um, you know, it's really a price war. But what they can't do well is open up showrooms where people love to go and really focus on that client experience. I actually, uh, one of the largest hair manufacturers in the world a couple years ago purchased 15 retail locations in the United States and they, you know, they closed a couple locations, wasn't going well. And I'm, I'm friends with friends with them. I don't really, I don't do any supply with them, but at one point they were just like, Mikey, we can't do this. We have eight showrooms left. Uh, do you want all of them? <laughs> I cherry picked a few of them and I was just like, I'll take a few of these and kind of rebrand it and kind of renovate it and fix it up a little bit. But it's, it's a tough business, but if you can really, focus on the client and great products and services, you can be really successful. It's incredible. Incredible. And um, how does offline work with online? Is is offline still an extension of the B2C or the D2C or is offline, um, you know, an avenue to recruit even more, um, you know, uh, more, more entrepreneurs or businesses? Yeah. So having the showrooms is just an amazing extension of the online presence. Mm -hmm. So there's no, you know, we were, we were online first and I never even planned of opening a showroom anywhere. Uh, When we first got started, we had a small office and I'll never forget. It was just this tiny office that a couple of us, when we were just a team of three, now we're close to 30, um, you know, someone knocked on the door said, you know, in our office was what? Hello? <laughs> and it was someone who said, hey, I'm here to buy hair. And we're like, oh, wow. Okay, come on <laughs> in. And it was, and it literally, it grew from someone just showing up to like, we're in the third floor of an office building, but we were like listening Google, showing up to buying hair to like, you know, where we had this one small office. And then we had, we got the one next door and the one next door, the one down the hallway, this, that, the other to end up, you know, and then, you know, fast forward a couple years, we just bought um, our own space, built it out with a showroom and offices. We have uh, about 7,000 square feet uh, and we have some land. We're going to build a, you know, a much larger warehouse space. Uh, So it just kind of grew from there, not even planning it, but we definitely took advantage of it. Incredible. That's more more than enough, the the 7,000 square foot. And then is that separate to your warehouse facilities, to your fulfillment or your distribution facilities? No. So that's all built in. Mm-hmm. Um, and our plans, we have everything ready. But I, if you know what's going on with construction right now, with wood being triple the price, yeah. concrete slabs yeah. double, you know, our the, we bought the land back in 2018. We have an acre and a half and we have the plans for a 10,000 square foot facility. Um, and for me, what a warehouse is something that doesn't generate, doesn't directly generate revenue and income. So it was one of those things where I said, I want to have the cash to do everything uh, because it's not going to be really a revenue gener- generator directly. Well, that, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars I needed just doubled because, you know, the last eight months have been crazy. So 
maybe next year I'll build the warehouse once things get a little bit back to normal, but that's really the plan. Incredible. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So let's get back to, to, to so, so what I picked up from what you, you, you said um, was pretty much some people, you know, um, will look at what you have online and, and they, they would still want to sort of hold, feel, touch, you know, you know get a tactile experience essentially. And then um, would they purchase offline um, or do they go back online to continue to purchase? What, what, what is, what's their behavior? Um, does the showroom, is showroom transactional? And does it encourage a loop back online just for a convenience, um, from a convenience perspective? It's interesting. So our showrooms, once they come by in the showroom, they will continue to purchase in the showroom. Hmm. And we actually work with stylists and other hair entrepreneurs that that we have some clients that come to our showroom every single day to pick a product because they're reselling it to their market. Right. We have one client that comes, because I know people's cars now, which is getting crazy. We have one client that comes in two to three times a day. Uh, We have some clients that say they don't drive anymore and just have Uber drive them around and make all the deliveries and do all the business. So Mm -hmm. the, you know, the local showrooms have been fantastic, but what they've also done is have a great experience where people can talk about it. And if they, you know, a lot of stylists have friends that are stylists, uh, maybe not in the same city. So it's been great for them to refer us to other stylists in other cities. If we don't have a showroom there for them to come see us, um, they are able to order online. Uh, But we do have uh, monthly large kind of wholesale events, which is something kind of unique uh, for our industry is where you can actually come in the showroom and we have our website, Private Label Wholesale, which is our manufacturer direct solution I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have something called Wholesale Day where people can come in and they can actually purchase at the wholesale price. And it gets a little crazy. So I I generally say if the police don't show up because we've shut down the whole area, like the neighborhood, uh, we haven't had a good wholesale day. But it's it gets pretty crazy. We have long lines and we've always been tweaking that day and that experience. And honestly, people fly from all over the U.S. to come to those and they love it. It's, It's a lot of fun. Interesting, very, very interesting. So um, that clearly well indicates that your 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 um your bricks and mortar you know business is self sustainable. Um, or, you know, um, so where does this put online? Um, is how do you treat online? Is it the core? Is it just another branch? Um, how how does online you know compare to your offline you know operations, your showrooms? Online is so important because it's not just the website itself, but all the other type of marketing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's great for lead capture to send people to the retail location if they want to come in or just order online, you know, with the Facebook, Instagram marketing that we can now do uh, mm-hmm. to drive people to the showroom, uh, which is basically tying into the demographic within a certain radius of our stores. You know, we have ads that you can click that'll take you directly to our store, basically like, Hey, need hair now. But the online portion is absolutely crucial. We wouldn't have our showrooms being so successful today if we weren't so focused online as well. Mm. Uh, So that's, it's been a huge portion of how they kind of, it's like a, how they kind of work together. Mm. Um, but if I was going into this brand new, there's no way I would open a showroom without having a strong online presence first. I, th- I think it's similar to like Allbirds. So like Allbirds yeah. was online and now they're opening up, you know, different showrooms. They're actually opening up one where I am right now, Pond City Market. So mm-hmm. there's going to be an Allbirds showroom here. Uh, so it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of, it's it's so important to have those tie in together and really focus on that experience uh, online and offline. Incredible. Um what about marketing? Um, do, do you invest in offline and online, you know, m- marketing? What, what does it look like? Yeah. So we do a ton of different stuff. Uh, so, you know, our newer locations are Charlotte and Detroit. Uh, so right now we're picking out the top stylists we want to work with in that area. And uh, so right now it's called like, this. I have a list, it's called the Charlotte 50. Uh, okay. So just recently, 
We have uh, it's it's really going into that more grassroots guerrilla marketing style. So I'm a huge fan of digital marketing. I have been for uh, you know a long time, uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of taking it back a little bit. So I have like really nice custom boxes. Uh, there, we're sending like a sample kit of our products with you know nicely printed letters, um, which with some nice QR codes that link to everything online so they can see like the online side as well. Uh, so basically our plan for the next six months is like these 50 stylists, they're going to get something from us for the next six months, uh, generally have something that they would want to bring into the store to redeem uh, for XYZ, either a discount or a free product on top of what they're getting, but it's something that really gets their attention. Uh, so, and then on the online side, Facebook, Instagram ads, I, I've loved that for a long time. I say that's probably the most powerful marketing tool we've had in history that you actually pay for. If you get really good at Facebook, Instagram ads, uh, you know, we get into the Google ads, SEO stuff, uh, a little bit of everything. We haven't really touched uh, TikTok ads and Snapchat yet, but it's something definitely we're looking into. I was actually just listening to your podcast. I think your most recent episode and your guest, she does all those ads, yes. like the quick six yeah. seconds, everything. Yes. And I was like, I'll listen to that. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go listen to that again because it was so good. I think it's such an important episode for everyone to listen to for you to understand where marketing is going today because people's attention spans are literally 10 seconds now. Yeah. 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 And, um, she, she's coming, she's joining us for a masterclass, um, very soon. Um, so, so that will be really exciting. And she'll go a lot more technical with slides on there. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's being sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom videos animation and more all pages built on famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile you can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x that is famous.co forward slash 2x Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, 
SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. So just looking at the, you, you talked about the stylist, the top, the top stylist in, in Charlotte, you, you mentioned, how do you define a top stylist? Is it by um, their, their bottom line, by their offline presence? Um, how, how, so with, with you know, I'm just curious to, to find out. Yeah, it's, it's really was just basic online research, trying to just find that, that top 50, that 100% is our client base. So it's not just being a hairstylist, but it's a hairstylist that maybe installs wigs or, you know, does stuff with wigs or extensions, uh, because there are, is that, you know, the other ha- half is the natural hair care side mm-hmm. and just natural hair. So that's definitely probably not our client base. So I just had a couple of people from my team really do the research, go through uh, from a radius standpoint, because, you know, you want to get inside that radius, maybe 10, 15 miles where people are going to drive uh, and then highly focused on actually being our client base. So uh, this is something newer that we're doing now that we're getting out of Atlanta. But at some point, I mean, it's just one of those things that we'll win by brute force. I mean, if you keep getting something in the mail, like, because online is tough because there's, we're so inundated with ads and, you know, the, the rule of marketing, which is seven, I call it the 14, you know, just because you have to have twice as many views nowadays relative to like previously when it was rule of seven before so much digital. So like, I just know that as I'm sending these out, people 100% will know the brand and hopefully want to work with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That frequency is so important. And um, when you sort of put a physicality, um, you know, element to, to towards things, um, an impression that that's like a hundred times what you'd ever get um, on, on pixels, you know, via digital. Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, you just I mean especially, you know, our client, like a really good hairstylist client, they do so much business with us. And, you know, we talked about average order value and such yeah. that, you know, it's a big investment on our part. I mean, just sending out this one round of 50 people is probably, you know, it's definitely a couple thousand dollar investment. But if we just get a small percentage of those people to start being our clients or referring people, it's also that referral because not everyone wants to actually purchase the hair and sell it. Mm -hmm. Some clients just want their, 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 some hairstylists just want their clients to bring them a good quality product that they can trust So that, so the end experience, once everything is done, it looks fantastic opposed to, you know, when they bring them a crappy product and they think the hairstylist can work a miracle because they have some horrible product. And then at the end of the day, they always blame the hairstylist. So, you know, that's the conversation we have with a lot of hairstylists that we solve a lot of those problems for them. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. I, I don't think we talk enough about um, the power of referral marketing um, in, in the whole, you know, um, you know, digital marketing space, e-commerce markets, D2C, you know, marketing space, um, because it's, it's phenomenal. And, and the, the interesting thing is um, the weight of a recommendation from an expert um, is it, just it's it's 10x you know i mean and this this is not this is just anecdotal by the way it's it's not scientific but it's 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 10x if my my barber was to recommend a comb or a cream you know i will buy it i will try it oh you're buying it you know yeah there's there's no doubt yeah so um yeah it's it's interesting very 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 interesting so so finding those um you know experts to seed you know um because they 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 interact with so many people who trust them on a regular basis like influencer marketing at a grassroots level at a gorilla marketing level when you think about it a hundred percent that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. okay now let's talk about um your platform shopify um you you're pretty much an evangelist. Um, you you just kept. I think you went on for seven minutes, um, if I'm not, if not mistaken, <laughs> on on the the goodness and the 
um, the, 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 yeah, the, the goodness and uniqueness of, of Shopify as a platform, you just kept on and kept on. We're, we're fans, we're great fans of, um, you know, Shopify on here. We are, um, however, you know, platform agnostic. Um, but, but you tell us your journey, um, to, to Shopify. Um, you, you, you have an app, you run a store, um, and you are a partner. Um, I think you're an exclusive hair, um, extensions partner through your app, um, on the Shopify platform. So do you want to just, Give listeners an idea of your um, just your, your your journey and your Shopify journey thus far. Yeah, it, you know it's funny. It didn't start off as good as it is today. Hmm. Um, we were initially on the Shopify platform for our private label website, and they the problem with our industry it's definitely an industry. There's a lot of uh, fraud in our industry, right? Hmm. So it, 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 the hair industry and and that part portion of beauty was high risk. So they didn't want us on uh, Shopify payments, which especially back then when you're not on Shopify payments, you're paying like an extra 1% or half percent depending on your, on your um, depending on what level plan you're on. So we actually got off Shopify back in, we were on Shopify in 2016 and then we moved over to the WooCommerce WordPress side. Uh, we grew really fast on there and kind of got a little bit, too, it just was too much for the platform, to be honest with you. Why? Uh, and then shop. Why? Why? Uh, As in, what? 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 What pains were you going through in the WooCommerce? Okay, so with the platforms, the you know WooCommerce, WordPress, with it being open source, a lot of people like that from a develop, development aspect. What I don't like from that, and what I like about Shopify being a publicly traded company, Shopify has a mission to make money. In order for because they have investors and everything else, they have a, a much larger vested interest than other platforms, right? So Shopify started having these big partnerships, and now they're just getting bigger and bigger. And it's not just Shopify the platform; it's their payment system, you know, with ShopPay, uh, ShopPay's in integration now with a firm. So you have Pay and Four. It just goes on and on. We have a mess with you know the iOS updates. But with ShopPay installments, they're being really tricky into how a lot of this data is going to be, you know, sent to Facebook, I believe. I don't quote me on that one. But I, I you know, I've been in a lot of high level groups and we're talking about it, how, how we're going to get around this. Um, so they just spend so much, they have so much effort into partnering with the big boys. Like look at this Facebook, Instagram integration they have is phenomenal. Yeah. So it just goes on and on as far as they keep pushing the needle. And then from a development aspect, you have so many developers building out the Shopify ecosystem uh, that makes it really great. And it's just such a winning platform at this point. Yeah. So it's, it's the it's, apple it's of e-commerce at the moment. If you compare it to WooCommerce, WooCommerce is kind of like Android, but worse. Right. That That's actually an, a perfect example, right? Shopify just does things right. So mm. You know, we we got onto a, our own server on WooCommerce and WordPress and just kind of getting bigger. And then, you know, we started having conversations with Shopify and, you know, I went to meet with them in Ottawa and kind of showed them, said, look, here's my back end. You can see, you know, what we do as far as fraud. We have very low chargeback rate, very low um, with, you know, high level of sales. So, you know, it wasn't just like a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales of, of data, right? We're talking millions of dollars of data. So what happened was, you know, they said, hey, let's do this app together. So I said, okay, cool. We got kind of the green light for that. We moved everything over to Shopify. Actually, our point of sale was on uh, Square at the time. The Square's point of sale was much better, much better than Shopify's mm. just a couple years ago. Yep. Um, maybe one of somebody from Shopify came and hung out with us for a week down in Atlanta. Uh, and, you know, he actually said, was like, are you using Square registers right now? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, you know, Shopify point of sale is not great yet. I was like, but you know what? Shopify, they're promoting us. They're helping us. I'll just move everything over. I said, let's go upstairs. Ordered all the Shopify point of sale. In, in recent times, uh, some of the updates for Shopify point of sale has gotten way better. So now it's, I think, a solid platform. It's something I could definitely recommend. I wouldn't have recommended it two years ago, but it was mm. something new for them. Mm. So now we have it all built in together. So our online platform, we're on Shopify Plus, and it, we have the point of sale kind of tied in. So we have all the customer data and all the information 
all coming into the same channel. And with Shopify Plus, it allows us to have 10 expansion stores, which we're already maxed out of. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't talk about all our expansion stores and stuff we do on the back end. We have Mm -hmm. extra stores as well. Yeah, Shopify's been um, Shopify's doing it. uh, They're doing it right. It's a turnkey e-commerce solution in the in in the um, in the full sense of it, without actually breaking the bank. There's there's a return, you know, on investment, uh, and I'll say that anytime. In regards to you know Shopify, um, it does have its place um, in 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 the e-commerce platform space. Okay, um, I just before we wrap up, I just want to see if there's any other um, thing we haven't really talked about, which is, um, you wrote a book, um, fearless beauty. And when did you write it and what's it about? Uh, so fearless beauty, I started last year, kind of when COVID hit, you know, I, I'm, I love to travel. That's kind of, I don't care about fancy things, but I love to travel. So COVID hit and I said, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to be staying home for, in Atlanta for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now's probably a good time to write a book, but it wasn't just that COVID. I, I wanted to reach a certain level of success in business. So when I give advice, it's more proven, you know, I have a proven track record success. It's not just like, Hey, I sold a million bucks and now I'm writing a book. Like I really wanted to get to the eight figure level before writing a book. Uh, so that way it's something just, it more solidifies the success and kind of what I have to say. So it was about a 10, 11 month process and it worked out great. It it's called fearless beauty, but Mm. really it is a plug and play for any type of business as far as it doesn't have to be in the beauty business. It is a very honest approach to entrepreneurship. So the first four chapters are more of the mental aspect. And then those uh, last four chapters are more of like, okay, now that you're mentally prepared, let's do it. Uh, I have a great portion of the book. It's a few pages. My uh, my girlfriend of 10 years actually wrote a couple pages of what it's like to be in a relationship with an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, most entrepreneurs are a little crazy. We think differently. We're very high risk with you know our decisions. So, and she comes from someone that just wanted stability in life. Mm-hmm. You know, she's as coming into the U.S. as an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just something very different than the other entrepreneurial books that I've read over time. And I think it's something really powerful for most entrepreneurs to read. I think it's, it's an easy read. It's easy to connect to. And, you know, I think it can help a lot of people with their entrepreneurial journey, whether they're in beauty or really any other industry. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. I just found it on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. And it's done, it's done really well. Um, you know, entrepreneur just wrote about us. They said it's mm-hmm. one of the 10 books to read this summer if you're an entrepreneur. So, you know, getting listed in that list was pretty amazing. And, um, you know, we've had, uh, some great, great endorsements for the book. So, mm-hmm. you know, not only Angela Yee, who's my partner, but James Bronner, who has the largest hair show for our industry, uh, in the U S as well as, John Paul DeJora, who's a multi-billionaire founder, Paul Mitchell and Patron. So, you know, just getting that endorsement was, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. Right, right, uh, right. Getting those billionaire endorsements aren't easy these days. Not at all, not at all. Okay, let's talk about um, the store, your, you know, your Shopify. Just before I, before I let you go, your Shopify, w- what is the average order value expected if, you know, you get into hair extensions? Um, what are you seeing on, on your Shopify? Obviously your, your Shopify, um, has a lot more, um, your website ha- would have a lot more, you know, um, credibility to, to, to all of the, you know, marketing you're, you know, you're actively, you know, engaged in, but, but what kind of AOV do you have and what kind of AOV should, um, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, in the hair extension space, um, expect? Uh, ours is, right around the $250 mark currently. Hmm. Uh, The average entrepreneur is probably going to be, you know, it might be the same uh, because our pricing is generally 30 to 40% less than retail. Uh, So we're even hitting that mark, even with the much lower uh, pricing model. So Hmm. I would say even if you're just getting in the industry, probably the two to $250 mark, uh, depending on if you are smart to add all the accessories that we offer. Mm-hmm. That has been a huge, um, 
That's been a huge part of growing our average order value by, you know, a considerable amount over the last couple of years. Because we used to be, like I said, we used to be around the $150 mark. Uh, So we've increased it by $100, $110 per transaction just by really focusing on, you know, some upsells and then uh, making sure people know about the complementary products that we have and the expanded product line. So it's more of a one-stop shop. Okay, so you you recently added lashes, um, and then you added a few cosmetics. So which um, which of them, lashes or cosmetics, has um, attributed for that extra hundred dollars in in AOV? It's really a mix. Where lashes, or you know, with the wigs, we have a lot of other hair care and kind of hair accessories, mm-hmm. uh, from edge control to uh, some of our our glues for the lace. So you have like a you know to put on a wig, a lace front wig, you have a lace glue. Mm-hmm. So people buy the glue, and then to take it off, you need the lace glue remover. So you, then you buy that, and then to clean the lace, you need the lace glue cleaner. And then you're going to do your edges, and then you're going to put on your lashes. So it's really been a combination of everything. And it seems like that over the last, especially six to eight months, it's really ramped up where, you know, it wasn't just hair and lashes. As we started adding these other things, people just exponentially added stuff to the cart. Um, So it was, it's been amazing for us and really amazing for our consumer because they're getting a great product at a great price. Interesting. Interesting. And then what kind of revenues are you doing um, as a business? You, you talked about the fact that you wanted to write a book um, when um, you'd hit the, the eight-figure mark. Um, what, what, kind, what kind of revenues are you doing now? Uh, this year, we will be uh, probably around the $15 million mark. Awesome. Awesome. And what was it like last year? What's the growth like um, from last year to this year? So we should be up about, we did about 11 last year. So we'll be up about 40% this year. Would you attribute most of the growth to to your offline efforts, your showroom efforts, or would you say it's, it's, it's more of that has come from um, from your online presence? It's, I think it's really a combination of having both channels mm. and really pushing both channels and how they work together and how all the marketing that we do, uh, some of the basic stuff like retargeted ads to more of the guerrilla marketing to just some of the events that we have, um, other things like that. I think it's all just that experience and we really tap into getting the client uh, to connect with the brand private label. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about packaging. Um, so obviously you, you, you package with, um, with, with a private labeled, um, you know, with, with private label packaging, um, has, have any of your, um, your, 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 your partners or your, your, your customers, essentially your clients, have they ever, um, sort of, you know, just put, very custom, you know, um, packaging or is, would it be possible to, to, to do that? Yeah. So people keep most, mostly basic. Mm. Uh, there have been times where people go try to go above and beyond with actually what is shipped to the consumer, meaning like it's in a fancy box that has like says that it's extensions or wigs or this, that, the other 100% of the time I say, do not use this it will be stolen. <laughs> like you have to have the outside packaging very plain. And I, and I, when they say, no, that's not true. I say, okay, look up Kylie Jenner stolen packages. So when Kylie Jenner had, she has her cosmetics brand, she had these beautifully branded boxes. And when I tell you she had like hundreds of BBB complaints, all this stuff, all those things were getting stolen off the doorstep by the delivery people, by everyone. So Real key, keep it really plain on the outside um, and then do something more fancy on the inside. You know, people keep it in our industry. They keep it pretty simple. Uh, it's usually like a low cost solution, uh, maybe like a silky bag with some nice hang tags, uh, you know, like you would use for apparel. You can use it for some of the hair. Um you know, I say usually have like a thank you card, go a little bit above and beyond, you know, have a thank you card, maybe have a card that has a couple QR codes that link over to maybe some hair care instructions or how to do this, that, the other with the product uh, that should help cut down on customer service requests of like, hey, they messed something up or it could also uh, increase the customer experience by, you know, also providing value and the education on how to use the actual product. Incredible. Awesome. Okay. Before I let you go, um, we have a, a rapid fire round. Um, I'm going to ask you about 
five to six questions. And if you could use a single question, a single answer, single sentence answer to, to you know, to, to reply, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that single. I'm not a single sentence guy, but let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Okay. Um, are you a morning person? For sure a morning person, especially with a nice cup of coffee. Awesome. Okay. What's your daily morning routine? I generally wake up between six and seven o'clock without an alarm, grab a cup of coffee, hop on the computer, work for a few hours, then head to the gym and then come back, get ready and then go to the office. Okay. What book are you currently reading? Oh, I I just started a book called Build, Grow, Scale, which really focuses on increasing conversion, starting on the back side, meaning Mm -hmm. like from the checkout and cart, and then moving forward. A little bit different approach than starting on the homepage and working your way down. We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business? My to-do list, which I use Todoist. My Google Calendar, which is absolutely crucial and it's kind of a more broad one, is I always have the best computers uh, because I think you're at a disadvantage if you don't have really the power to be able to move quick when you're working. Right. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? It, this is an, kind of an old school, but popular in the entrepreneurship world, probably especially a decade ago, decade ago was the four hour work week. And it wasn't about working four hours because I'm a workaholic, but it was more about letting being that entrepreneur that has to let go of certain tasks in your business. So you can actually grow and scale it. Mikey, it's been an incredible pleasure, you know, having you on on the show. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, particularly the way you've been able to merge your offline look, understand your customers first, and then merge offline experiences with online. Um, I think you're doing a terrific job, and um, yeah, um, in the future, would love to have you back again. Okay, thank you so much. Brilliant. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X E-Commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X E-Commerce listeners on our Facebook group, E-Commerce Growth Accelerator Mastermind. Just search for 2X E-Commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.